Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work his DVD player. Talk to you about movies in our first review of 2021. We took a look at the latest film from Disney and Pixar. It's Soul. That review coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. It is 2021, everybody. We made it to the other side, and we have a brand new film to talk about with you guys. It did come out on Christmas, but we already had a hard enough time scheduling to uh, <laughs> to talk to you about Wonder Woman, so we saved our next film for this for, week. For clarity, we're putting this on the 2020 tab for our countdowns and lists respectively so this is for 2020 this is for last year whatever covid screwed everything up yeah this is this this is a weird mulligan year even the oscars are letting movies that came out in theaters uh in january and february and march qualify for a best film of 2020 so everything starting 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 next week is the 2021 list yeah we're i mean we i wanted to perfect world we would have doubled down and made last week an extra big episode but obviously it was hard enough to just talk about wonder woman <laughs> let alone we the time machine. To open yeah so we've delayed it to now our first review of 2021 is like we said at the top the disney and pixar latest soul it's the second film that they released this year which is funny because onward came out right when the pandemic started so it's kind of funny thinking about how much time went in between these movies <laughs> When we were when we were looking at our list of movies to do, which you listen to Brownie Bites, uh, you'll hear the list. But when we were looking at like making our list, when I was looking at the movies for 2020, it was crazy to see the movies that were pre- like real. 2020 really is divided up between to pre-pandemic and and pandemic, and pre-pandemic feels like a completely different year. Like. Oh my god! Yeah. Just, like see, I remember seeing Onward in a theater, and then very quickly after that, I didn't see stuff in theaters. It was, I, th- if I remember right, it was Onward, and then The Hunt, and that was it. I don't remember. Yeah, if it, was, saw it was. Onward. I remember Onward. The I watched it like on the anniversary or the week of the anniversary that my grandpa had passed away, and that was like the very beginning of March. So I know that movie was the first movie we saw in March. Okay, then I I can't remember if we saw something in between that and the hunt, but the hunt was the uh, we last movie. Had, I think I think we didn't because I think we saw the hunt. We said we're not going to theaters anymore, and then a week later is when theaters shut down. Okay, and so the because of the way we schedule uh, we schedule yeah. taping, yeah, that God, yeah. On, on, onward was almost our last movie. <laughs> Jesus, that's so weird to think about. <laughs> uh, but man, the quality of movie is drastically different too because onward is just kind of well onward wasn't bad it just wasn't great but this jesus christ this is the pixar that we're used to man um to get the quick facts out of the way this was directed by long time uh pixar employee and director pete doctor uh co-directed by kemp powers it was written by pete doctor mike jones and kemp powers as well the film dr peter (laughs) the film stars jamie fox aging dr peter (laughs) The film stars... We need you in this hallway. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, 
Olive Garden. <laughs> the one thing, thankfully, we don't have to talk about this week <laughs> or on this episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to force Olive Garden <laughs> jokes. Like the Olive Garden jokes haven't been forced to begin with. True. This is true. Um, anyway, the film stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, and Irish uh, TV personality Jim or Graham Norton, not Jim Norton. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really different. Um, um, and then the last credit I want to talk about, because uh, I think it's worth mentioning since this movie has a uh, a lot of like music in it. Uh, the music was actually done by uh, the the gentleman who did the score for The Social Network, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Nick, you might know Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Trent, <laughs> Trent Reznor by his stage name, Nine Inch Nails. Um, the music was also you mean, but from his band Nine Inch Nails. He doesn't go around as Nine Inch Nails. I thought he was. I thought hi, he was. I, hi, I'm Nine Inch Nails. No, that's this his... is my brother Eight Inch Nails, and I thought... then this is my sister Nine Inch Screw. Isn't Nine Inch Nails just his Booms. moniker? That's the as far as I know, it's the band, and he's called Trent Reznor. I thought I thought that was a moniker for what he called himself on stage. I'm pretty sure it's the band. Okay, well, I mean, if it's a band, whatever. I just. Trent Reznor. You didn't. For... You didn't laugh at my joke about his sister's name. Wait, what was this? What was her name? It's Nine Inch Screw. Ah. <laughs> Olive Garden joke. <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. The score was done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Um. But then the jazz compositions were done by Late Show with Stephen Colbert's resident musician John Baptiste. I thought that. So I thought that was kind of cool to make note of that. Mm. Uh. But yeah. So, soul, quick, spoiler-free, hot takes first. We talked about it already. Um, well, we will have talked about it already. Uh, technically, we haven't taped it yet, Inside Baseball. But, uh, yeah, soul for my hot take. This is one of the best films of the year. It's it's on my best films of the year. My best new releases of the year list, I should say. I this is, I've seen it twice now. I've never done that for the show. See a movie twice before we tape it. I kind of wanted to... Um, just because, like, I was just with my family when I was watching it. Um, didn't take notes during it, but I was so in love with it by the time the movie was done that I um, I just wanted to watch it again and actually take notes. <laughs> and uh, I just I, I I can't I can't think of anything bad to say about this movie. I I love how thematically rich it is. I love this bold, ambitious take on what is the meaning of life. I love that uh, Disney nine out of ten times finds this perfect balance between telling a kid, making a kid's movie, but also having something that like adults can actually take away something with, not just tolerate. It's something that everybody can actually think about, somebody, something that everybody can actually talk about. Uh, Jamie Foxx is terrific as the first African-American character to lead a Disney movie. Tina Fey is hilarious as always. Uh, the animation is just absolutely stupid stunning i just this is notable how good the it's not just pixar setting the standard how they usually do like some of the animated sequences in this movie are just absolutely jaw-dropping how beautiful they're animated and uh i just i don't i don't know i'm just, i could just ramble and ramble on but um it's pretty obvious that i give this our highest rating that being a brownie pan with sprinkles icing all the fixings on top of it it's like i said one of the best films we've seen this year uh, the rest of our rating scale, a pretty good movie overall, is a full pan of brownies. So-so 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. 
a pretty bad movie with maybe one good thing going for it is a single brownie and a contender for worst of the year is a movie so bad you don't even qualify as a brownie you get a cookie full of raisins as punishment for making us watch this movie that is not the case with soul sprinkles on yeah, sprinkles Kamel on sprinkles yeah <laughs> Sprinkles on sprinkles. I absolutely adore this. I think I like this movie as much as I like Wally, honestly. Like in Wally, if I haven't said it on record, is objectively the best Pixar movie ever. So it's like it's Toy Story. You can shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's I'll I'll stop rambling. I can't wait to get into like the details of the spoilers with you on this because I have a lot of things I want to talk about. Cookie. Oh, shut up. Uh, (laughs) No, I I get I give it sprinkles too. Um. In uh in a year that has just been really rough on us in terms of movies, we discussed it with uh our with our top ten list. Um, new release movies. A, it was hard to get new release movies, but B, it was hard to get like we. The thing that I noticed making the list was a lot of those movies were, um. They they were either not necessarily a cookie, and they weren't sprinkles. They were in the single brownie to a full pan range. Um, and to end the year on this movie was nice. It was very nice to end a movie with that end on a movie that had such charm. Um, I found it to be a very charming movie. Uh, oh, it was I really, so funny. It was so funny in moments too. It was really freaking funny. Like, uh. It, honestly, the jokes, a lot of the jokes would be spoilers, but I, I thought it was really funny. I'm someone I want to throw out there. I'm someone I've not seen Inside Out. Um, really? I thought I remember. I, I thought Kelsey would have made you watch that by now. No, nah, I, I haven't seen it. Um, hmm, interesting. I I got the vibe. I remember in the advertising, I was like, this feels like a modified version of Inside Out. So I don't know if this borrows a lot from Inside Out or anything. I heard a lot of the same people were involved in it in terms of like the production of the movie. Um, Yeah. Pete Doctor was the director of both of these movies. First of all, it's Dr. Peter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's better than uh, Ed Helms nickname in The Hangover. Oh, paging doctor. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, please don't make me censor that. <laughs> um, but I, I I really like this movie. I found it really charming. I found it really funny. Uh, I will say in terms of the Pixar movies that I've seen, I've not seen every Pixar movie. There's a large chunk of Pixar movies I haven't seen like in a certain time window. Um, this is probably uh one of the more catered to adult movie adults than children um i feel like it was made for a lot of people that were our current age or a little bit older uh or people that grew up with pixar like when toy story came out i don't really feel like this movie was really steered towards like pixar's normal demographic but it was it seemed more of like hey you're at this age where you can feel like you know what your life's purpose is and you could be wrong type deal. Um, so I I really, I liked having an adult cartoon that wasn't like adult because like Mrs. Incredible is like dummy thick and then like it's super inappropriate. It's more along the lines <laughs> of like addressing themes and thoughts, especially like 
like 20 like 2020 delayed the daylights out of this movie it was supposed to come out in like midsummer right like it was, july it wasn't it wasn't as drastically delayed as wonder woman per se but it was supposed to come out like i think june 25th was like the the yeah. first original date so it it was supposed to come out uh come out in the summer and there's no way they knew 2020 would be like it was but like 2020 has been a year where people have been stuck inside reevaluating with their lives, their life choices and where they are in life and just have, it's made people super depressed. And then this movie came in and it's hitting a lot of notes that a lot of people are, have been thinking about all year. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't really feel like I can get into it much more without getting into spoilers. So I'm just going to say, I give it sprinkles. I'm ready to move into spoilers. Um, really like it. Highly recommend it. Um, it, it, if you haven't listened to the Brownie Bites episode yet, maybe that's on our list. But um, I, I, I 100% already said it's on my list. It's it's pretty high up on my best of the year list. <laughs> Dan Dan has seen Dan has seen my list. It's not finalized. I still might change the order of some stuff, but he at least knows the movies that are on my list, and th- this is on there. Yeah, I I very much I very much think it deserves Oscar attention for uh definitely best animated feature uh and also i would i wouldn't be upset if it got attention for best uh film of the year oh i think that'd be the first time pixar did that since up if it, it was able to pull off both nominations which i i agree i think it absolutely deserves to be considered best film of the year because it it is as it is as good as if not better than more than half my list uh <laughs> it's it's not my favorite film of the year but i can see why critics would yeah, it's not. Push, it's push it's it. not. It's not mine either. It's well. It's, it's just. It's, not it's my, just shy of it though. It it's not mine, but also I don't have the mind of a critic or a film connoisseur. I have the mind of me, like just a schlub guy that likes watching movies. This is a, this, um, is a this is a good way to segue into like talking about the bigger things in this movie. Like there's some there's some more extraneous things I want to talk about, but I mean, why not just go right off the top right off the top with uh just how death. Bold- well, just how bold it is that Pixar is willing to talk about these certain things. Like, it's not just a fun, rompy, like, uh, kids. It's just not a. It's not a, your typical, your atypical kids movie where it's like, uh, uh, just for like Finding Nemo. It's about uh trying to save your child. It's 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 about fish trying to save trying to save one of the kids that went missing, or like Scooby Doo, where it's just a bunch of ragtag teenagers solving ghost is stories. It, like, is it is it Scooby Doo or Skicka Doo? <laughs> Skirkadoo, where are you? Skirkadoo, where's my mouth? Skirkadoo, where are you? No, it's Skirkadoo, where's my Mountain Dew? Skirkadoo, did you sip fresh Mountain Dew? <laughs> Mountain Dew, PepsiCo, if you want to sponsor us to record voiceovers for your commercials. <laughs> I am an avid enthusiast of your work. <laughs> this feels so dumb talking about something serious now. <laughs> death. Well, okay, not so much death. Like it doesn't. Like some. <laughs> what is the purpose of living? Here's the question: Is where does Pixar have the balls to be so to want to tackle? Uh, grief and mortality and up and then inside yep. out is getting to literally i know you haven't seen it but up or inside out is about literally uh the inner workings of 
the human mind, a personality, and I'm not trying to spoil what happens in that movie. So then, so what? So what? Pete Doctor actually said was um, Doctor Peter. God, God damn, Doctor Peter describes soul this way. Uh, soul is an ex- an exploration of where should your focus be? Where are things that, at the end of the day, are really going to be the important things that you look back on and go, I spent a worthy about amount of my limited time on Earth worrying or focused on that. So the meaning of life, like, after Inside Out, like, just trying to figure out, like, the inner workings of, like, how the mind works and your you, you and your emotional state work, going from there to now the ultimate existential crisis, what is the meaning of life? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What is the reason I wake up to go just be alive during the day? So... It's, it's, so that's, you, a, that's an incredibly daunting thing for any writer or filmmaker to tackle. And this movie does it so, so beautifully. And it's feel, it felt so life-affirming when it was over. Like, it doesn't... this it, You could tell that they spent as much time as they did on it. I think this movie was in production, like, start to finish for, like, five years. So you saying that just sat, just is, like, the long-wind version of the Eric Andre meme of, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? um yeah you can tell there's a lot of thought in it like um one of the things in the movie that they have is the is it the lost souls section what is it it's the one where like they're in the pirate ship and they see like these monsters in this like giant void it's it's the it's that part of the zone like when you're in the zone but then your soul is it's it's like the i don't know let's just call it the sea of lost souls i can't remember what the name of it offhand yeah in the the first sea of lost souls scene i'm not even kidding you the note i made during that scene is i'm now terrified of my hobbies Oh my god i (laughs) because i was like i don't want to get so focused on sports or the show or cars or woodworking or guitars that i end up there dude i it's just one of those things that just feels so real when they talk about it like that and well being in the zone like there's there's countless times where we've been in the zone like i felt in the zone when i used to run cross country i felt in the zone (laughs) we were literally discussing this before we started recording yeah i well yeah the uh the running part, not the zone part, but like there's there's countless times where you know that like you're in your element and your your sensory your sensory uh, senses just are focused in on that one thing. The world I've, doesn't exist anymore except for what you're focused on, and that passion. I've, I've literally entered the musical zone many times playing guitar, like exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I remember playing church league softball. There were at bats where I was so focused in on stuff. I couldn't hear the crowd. I couldn't hear the team, my team. I didn't know like the positioning of the fielders. I just knew where the pitcher was. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's exactly the zone, but I'll never forget when I saw whiplash um, with Nicole and that movie just engrossed me so much that when the credits started to roll, like she tapped my hand, like the hand I was holding her hand with, she like tapped my hand and was like, Dan, you can you can you can let go now <laughs> I, dude and i can i can also tell you about the times that i've been at uh, a certain auto parts store and i was in the zone auto zone <laughs> um i remember when i was driving uh in california in my in my corvette uh with the with the roof down and uh i was i i could feel i was in the danger zone <gasps> i went to the 
it's just like that one time I was talking to Lana. I was trying to get her attention, just like Lana. Okay, this this isn't Family Guy. Lana, <laughs> Lana, Lana. And then she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Danger Zone." <laughs> and I, also, I know that's an Archer reference. I'm just saying the fact that Dan's like this one. This reminds me of this one time. That's that was why I said it wasn't Family Guy. Um, but you mean that you mean it's like that one time. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that time I was boxing and with Saddam Hussein? Um, you make fun of that, but this movie actually had cutaway jokes, and I don't remember a Pixar dude, movie before the this cutaway, having cutaway jokes. The, the the humor in this movie is something else, especially from Pixar. Like this, I loved all the scenes of when she's talking about, like, yeah, my my previous uh, mentors, mentors, like just, just where they're like. And it, it honestly, it has a really good payback later. Like I, I love the Abe Lincoln joke where they're like, "You're on the five dollar bill," but they put Hamilton on the twenties. Like Hamilton. Oh, oh, it was Jackson, but yeah, that... Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> they put Jackson on the twenty. Jackson, dude, Muhammad, um, <laughs> Muhammad Ali. You are the greatest. Pain in my butt. <laughs> yeah, I I really like that that those scenes have a payback to, like come around too because at the end of the movie when he's seeing her as the lost soul and seeing that she can't find a purpose, but it shows all her mentors have just spent their entire life belittling her saying that she has no purpose. Oh, and just that he the, was doing, yeah, he was doing the same thing. I love that. Like that joke. They're like, yeah, it's funny in the moment, but like, if you really think about the emotional, emotional damage that does to someone, especially when they're highly impressionable, it actually is really bad. And I was like, deep movie. Dude, the it made me think of um when Peter got poisoned in uh Spider-Man 2 and I thought you were about to reference Family Guy again. No, no, no. No, when Peter got poisoned <laughs> by Remember uh, that time I got poisoned by Spider-Man? <laughs> no, when Oh, Peter. Remember when uh Mysterio poisoned uh Peter and he went through like that hallucin that hallucination like acid trip like Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. But and my note I wrote when we got to that part of the movie was like god damn, that would have been terrifying to watch in the theater like especially as a kid. Like that was yeah. that was pretty scary. Well, that's the other thing too that like this movie is about not only the purpose in life, but it's about death. It's some pretty huge adult topics. And like, you take your five-year-old kid to it. They're like, I wanted to see the happy things through the stuff. Like, like you take your kid to this movie. You're going to think it's probably more about music than it really is. Um, well, you, uh, oh, but, uh, well, credit to the marketing team too. They <laughs> literally made all their trailers out I, of the first 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. I had I had a note of ha he's in the cat. No wonder all the marketing seemed like it was using the same tw- uh, twenty minute chunk of the movie. Right, exactly. They that and also we got to talk about speaking of the humor of this movie. We've got to talk about the greatest joke in this movie. Oh, I, I I pray it's the same joke. I hope our favorite joke is the same one. The New York Knicks joke. No, that was a great joke though. That was hilarious. Oh, uh, what was your favorite joke? <laughs> because i lived in new york i want to take a moment to appreciate that with you when she's just like oh yeah i've been messing messing with with the same team dude as soon as she goes i've been messing with the same team for years i was just like uh is it the browns is it is it the jets is it uh is it is it the uh cleveland baseball team is it uh like is it just like racking through my brain of like all the sports teams that could be 
<laughs> and then they're like, the New York Knicks. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. And that was uh, Patrick Ewing, wasn't it? No, Patrick Ewing's been long retired. No, uh, who was, oh, was that not supposed to look like Ewing, though? Like, I don't think so. I think it was supposed to be like a modern Knicks player. Oh, I, for some reason, it kind of looked like Ewing to me. Like, uh, just to add that extra kind of like recognizability to it, not just the logo, but I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, you're probably wrong. (laughs) My favorite, my favorite joke in the movie was, um, the orientation video. (laughs) Remember when, right before he met 22 and, uh, they said, oh, well you can be a mentor or you can go to the great beyond. Yeah. Oh my. I liked, um, I liked Terry in this movie, by the way. Um, that was, that was the guy that was the abacus guy, right? Terry. Yeah. 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 Terry with the, uh, that, that was Graham Norton, right? I no Graham Norton was uh, the guy who was, um, in the zone. He was their guide in the zone. Oh, can we start putting like, not necessarily Graham Norton, but can we start using other like late night talk show hosts and stop using, um, who's the guy that does Peter Rabbit and is terrible? James Corden. Can we stop use use it? Can we stop use stop James Corden? No in movies. There we go. I couldn't figure out the word into the sentence. <laughs> Can we use James Corden in movies is as good as my sentence was in that last sentence as it was bad. Now that was like you. That was like family guy joke. That was like a that was like our our messenger call lagging, but it wasn't lagging. <laughs> You're just sitting there like, I think he's having a strong. Do, do, do you taste toast? <laughs> no, it's do you smell toast? <laughs> uh, well, hold on. The, I, uh, think it's ta- I think taste pennies is a heart attack. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but no, hold on. I didn't get to. I do agree with you about Graham. But or no, I, taste pennies is a concussion. No, taste pennies is a heart attack, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. It It's probably not important. No. Uh, but no, the I do agree with you about Graham Norton. I think he needs to replace James Corden and everything. But um, yeah, I didn't get this. I didn't say why the orientation video was cracked me up so hard. It was because um, when they Dan were Dan has filmed many many a orientation film <laughs> when they were talking about um, helping discern everybody's personality. Um, <laughs> I wrote down what all of their example personalities were because every one of them just made me cry laughing. It was like like this little scrap this little scap here and it was I'm an agreeable skeptic that's cautious oh and flamboyant. Oh my god, I love that. And then the second It sounded like date it sounded like dating profile descriptions. <laughs> yeah. The second one was even better. It was I'm an irritable wallflower who's dangerously curious. <laughs> I pointed at Kelsey on that one. And then this one was what made me almost, I was watching with my parents, so I couldn't pause it, but I was, this second time I watched it, I paused because I was laughing so hard. It was the, the one that sounded like a girl, but she was like, I'm a manipulative, I'm an, I'm an eh, I am a manipulative megalomaniac who's intensely opportunistic. I, I'm not kidding you. After <laughs> then, that one, I was like, and then after, after that one, after that one, I looked at Kelsey and I was like, one of these people is building a bomb in a shed. After that megalomaniac though, the host in the video was like oh she sounds like she's gonna be a handful on earth <laughs> yeah i think that was the oh one that God, i looked at that kelsey was so i was like i bet funny. that one is the one that like <laughs> build builds weaponry in their shed or something he was just patting the head of the next unabomber <laughs> there's kind of a beauty to that though that like in this also 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 we feel the need we feel the need to state th- uh thoughts and prayers with nashville 
Oh God, right. I didn't even think of that before I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But um, um I know. I want to point out. I want to point out something that is from around that time from the movie that I, I, I. It wasn't so much that it was funny. It's that I really liked it. Quiet Coyote. Oh yeah, I remember things like that. But we I were... love the Quiet Coyote <laughs> hand signal. I looked at Kelsey. I was like, "We're using that on our kids." Oh, I, I remember when I remember my dad. Um, I took him lunch one day, but he was in his classroom teaching, and he didn't do Quiet Coyote, but he had some sort of just like one of those little uh. uh uh what's the right word for it like one of those audible triggers or something like he snapped it's called a paddle dan what? no not a god he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> your dad just smacked kids with rulers he wasn't ben affleck or a nun like it was <laughs> what about ben affleck as a nun a- auditory cues that was it my, name, that... my name's ben affleck and i'm an alcoholic nun <laughs> god <laughs> my... the town too um, that's my new, okay, that's what that's my updated New Year's resolution is to stop calling Ben Affleck an alcoholic. <laughs> I think I think another underappreciated joke in this movie actually was in the opening logo for Disney where they had like the terrible high school band play the Disney logo song. Yeah, when you wish upon the, a when star. When you wish that upon was, a star. That was in the and it's like yeah. all out of tempo and flat and high and out of time. Oh, that was so great. I thought that was a I thought that was a perfect way to start the movie, like to introduce um, this character. I made I made this note. The man's just going to call you a fat washed up loser and crush your soul. So do yourself a favor and just give up. <laughs> when he's like ex- like explaining sparks to her, I was like someone better say that. Um, also, <laughs> This movie is even more 2020 because when he finds out that they can't smell or taste anything, I was just like, they have COVID. Oh, <laughs> my note for that. My note for that was just, uh, oh, I'd have to censor it. But uh, <laughs> I just, I just, it was after she was like, oh yeah, we don't have stomachs. She puts it in her mouth and then she just poops it out. I just wrote pizza poop. <laughs> um, did you like the part where this movie suddenly became Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Oh, near the end of the movie? Like, no, no, no. Not so much the end of the movie, but, like, when they're yeah, walking what? down the stairs of that uh, jazz club. Like, that staircase shot is, the, it looks like the exact same staircase. Here's here's a here's a pro tip about New York. Every. All the staircases look the same? Every single club is like that, especially in Manhattan. If you're going to somewhere that's, like, a nightclub or, like, like a night hangout. Nine out of ten times, you were going down a half flight of stairs like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk of just oh to add a- my god. I found the most inappropriate note I made during this movie. I love how excited you get about your own notes. <laughs> Here's the thing. I make a lot of snide comments, and instead of saying them, I just type them into my phone, and then I forget I said them. So I have a plan, because I had a plan of how he gets his body back, and then they can get 22's soul on Earth. Because this is when they start having issues of, like, 22 realizes she wants to be on Earth, and she doesn't want him to get his body back, because he's already had a chance at life. I was like, I got an idea. He needs to have sex with a woman. <laughs> Oh, actually, okay, here's my note. I got a plan. You can't just leave me hanging like that. (laughs) My exact note is, I got a plan. He has to sex a woman to pregnancy and hope Soul 22 winds up in that baby. (laughs) 
Did, hold on, I just want to make sure the call didn't lag hard. Did you actually write, he has to sex a woman? I wrote word for word, he has to sex a woman to pregnancy. <laughs> I deliberately did the English bad on that because I thought it'd be funnier. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't need to go to those lengths, but... That, that that note is followed up by one of the dumbest notes I made, which is the helicopter leaf made the evil vision go away. When in reality, those things clog gutters. <laughs> the only like super inappropriate note I took, because well, I know you enjoy if I try that when I try them, is um when she was when they were in the hospital when they woke up and she was looking at her fingers and she's like these meat sticks on my hands. I wrote. <laughs> I wrote down, um, at what point does 22 realize she probably has a meat stick in her pants? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, um, I really liked watching 22, when she, like, because you talked about, like, when she realized, these meat sticks. I liked when she had to try and walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she failed, she failed body pilot, like, 400 times. <laughs> Which, which I'm, I would have loved to see just a montage of like her trying to pilot like a a mech suit, and like it just keeps falling over and catching on fire. Yeah, the one time this movie didn't do a cutaway gag, that would have been yeah. a perfect one. That would have been the funniest cutaway gag. Just like her, like bent over backwards, or like all all kinds of contorted. That would have been really funny. Well, I I, I really liked when she's like on like like walking on her hands and on her feet but instead of walking on her knees she's on her feet so she's just like in a triangle shape and just like scurrying around one serious thing i want to talk about since we're kind of already in there like was just the general reaction to because we already mentioned that the trailers literally only use the first 20 minutes of this movie what did you think of them actually like going into the second act of this movie with a freaky friday twist i I, I really liked it. Um, I think it worked really well. I think one of the best things of that twist actually is a comedic thing where they, whenever, because uh, 22 ends up in Joe's body and then Joe winds up in a cat, that a therapy cat that was laying on his body. And okay, how about the therapy cat goes to his next appointment? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I loved, I loved whenever the cat would be like, like Joe would be like frantically explaining something to 22 and then like it would cut to where it's just like what everyone else sees. And it's just a cat going berserk for no reason. (laughs) Like at the haircut place. And I just love, I love the guy at the haircut place, but he's just like, Hey man, like I'm going to have to kick the cat out if it keeps doing that. Oh, did you notice that was Donnell Rawlings? No. Yeah. The guy who was his, I'm not, I'm not very good at like, recognize like i actually didn't know it was jamie fox or tina fey like i'm not very good oh, really? at recognizing yeah i'm not super great at recognizing voices and things donna rolling animated donna i only noticed because like from right, Chappelle show well no right near the end of the conversation um did i finally catch enough of like his voice to actually to finally go oh that's average they, bitch <laughs> they needed they no yeah they needed to work in hey he stole that guy's pizza. Oh, yeah. I always forget he's that guy in Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but I, I, I really liked the Freaky Friday thing because it comes so out of nowhere. Because I remember, like, as they're falling down, I was like, like, this has reached its climax. Like, 
I thought the whole movie would be trying to get him back in his body, and it's it's there already. And as they're falling, there's just like one shot where they like show how close the cat is to like where the soul would have to hit to go in the body. Yeah. And I was just like, I wonder if he falls in the cat, or I bet he falls in the cat. And then he's looking around the room, and the angle's like too low for his head. And I was like, huh, he did hit the cat. It's it's not the most original. But I, I but... also I also love when they get to the one like shaman guy. <laughs> And he's like, I put this guy's soul in a cat, man. <laughs> and the lady's like, just shut up and flip the sign. We only have enough room for one weirdo in this place. Now get flipping. <laughs> I lo- But the thing that's great is she doesn't blink an eye. She goes along with, yeah, sure, you put a soul in a cat. Will you shut up and flip the sign? Yeah. <laughs> I. It's Dave, Dave, it's Wednesday. I just wanted to get to Friday. Shut up and flip the sign. Right. <laughs> I the, the the Freaky Friday thing itself for me like it's not it's not the most original if you like really think about it like it's not the most original kind of uh, plot twist or plot device to tell like the bigger to to get the characters in a position to like the the bigger point like to have them realize yeah. oh walking a mile in your shoes I get it now like it, it's not the most original but it's executed so well through these vo- voice performances and it's talking about something so much bigger than Oh, my mom's life is hard. Oh yeah, being a teenager is hard. Like Well the thing the thing I liked is I really liked how it like it's a it's a cliche kind of, but it's done very well. Like when he's at when actually when he's at the haircut and the guy he's just he's just like uh, you've never told me much about your family. Like you never asked. I really love the part where he's where this lesson really boils down to: Hey, sometimes the best thing to do is shut up and observe the world you're in. Yeah, I just things in my personal life. Like, yeah, it's it's super. Like, I don't know how many people can relate to it. I know people can, but I just in the way that like things in my life have gone. Hearing a message like that, like. I feel like I could see this movie objectively enough the two times I have seen it to to say that I think it is a relatable enough thing that I think should touch people. But I can also acknowledge that, like, just through personal experience that I don't need to divulge all here. Oh, my God. Like, when he talked when he was talking to his barber about, like, I'm happy as a clan being a barber. I wanted to be a vet. And then when he the very last line in the movie, the I don't know, but I'm just going to live every minute of my life like. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I like. I really like that line. Oh, that was such a beautiful, perfect way to end that movie. And but that—that's really not the last line of the movie. If you wait till the end of the credits, Terry yells at you. Dude, I read a whole thing about like how I saw something where they're like, it just doesn't make sense, and I'm like, will you calm down, dude? This was okay. Yeah, dude, this was supposed to be released in theaters. Like, yeah. this is such it's a just waste. Terry of saying, "Oi, the movie's over. Go home." It's such a waste of clickbait. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, I thought it was like, I was like, wait, is there a mid-credits scene I didn't see where, like, all of a sudden they, like, conquer a virus or something? Now, the, uh, I was just looking through my notes in the trivia. Um, part of the trivia actually was actually pretty interesting about, um, given that this was the first black character to ever lead a Pixar movie, they, uh, the way it was written here in the in the trivia, Pixar was mindful of the history of racist imagery in animation and set out to cre- uh, create characters who were recognizably black while avoiding stereotypes in old cartoons. 
<laughs> there's a stereotype that they didn't leave out. Yeah. Uh, the cab scene. The cab. Oh. Oh, when the. Just when they just get out, I don't think that's a that big a deal. But I know what you're talking about, though. Um, yeah. Well, if, if you want to be a real dick, you could, you could. No, not being a real dick. If you wanna, if you wanna play the game of uh, explain a explain a movie plot plot badly, you could say that this whole movie is just a hundred minute version of uh, Black Guy Dice first. <laughs> <laughs> I did like his death too. Like I, I recently, uh, like I, like we've said before, I got HBO Max recently, and very recently I watched all of the Final Destination movies on there, all of them, all five. Yeah. And I just loved like right before he dies, he's like walking around, he's like narrowly missing death and all these crazy contraptions of death, and then what gets him is he falls in a manhole. Yeah. I thought that was I I love that like that was just a great way to start the movie was like um just showing the guy like down his luck and just his purpose in life he like he could very well be the a lost soul like as the movie suggests that like he's just so obsessed with life that like he's missing the bigger things and again like being the guy with the film degree I very very much related to that like I mean obviously it's not exclusive to me like but it's just one of those things that, like, it's nice to remind yourself that, like, the dreams are good to have, but don't become obsessed with that to the point that you miss the bigger points in little things that make life just enjoyable, like, and it can help define who you really are, not just your dream, like. Yeah, it's telling you to keep the focus on sports, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what game is on in the background, Nick? <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Hockey doesn't come back till January 13th, so I don't have a nightly thing. Oh, by the way, we're going to have to... <laughs> you don't have a countdown clock going right now. <laughs> Sp- speaking of that, we're going to have to figure out... Or I'm going to have to figure out how to turn off the hockey light or silence it at some point. For those of you that don't know, I own the Budweiser Hockey Red Light. And what that is, is that is it's like the light that you see at hockey arenas that they put behind the goal that lights up whenever... Uh, a goal is scored except this one has a speaker built into it and it will play the goal horn sound it also supposedly will say uh like give two minute warnings or something to like when periods are going to start it supposedly will now play the national anthem is something that i saw but also the first time that i had it uh up here at the house it's and it freaked me out i was sitting here and it just went five minutes till game time grab some buds and i was like what did you just say <laughs> like i did not know you did that and that's terrifying um so yeah i've got that thing and it's loud and noisy so i'm gonna have to figure out how to silence that for if we're recording during a blues game or we're gonna have to not record during blues games I would, I would very much not like to throw the schedule off that much, but we can address that later off mic. <laughs> Sports. Um. <laughs> uh, just looking through my notes here. Oh, John Ratzenberger, John or Nick, you know the voice of John Ratzenberger, right? He's the uh, the guy that's always at the bar, the big guy in Cheers. He um. He's alive still. Yeah, he he always has a voice in Pixar movies, and 
uh, he's not credited in this movie, and he doesn't play a major character in this movie, which is a which would be a first for Pixar. But director Pete Doctor says very explicitly in an interview, Doctor Peter. <laughs> He says that John is in the movie in a cameo, but did not want to say where. He wanted that to be a little surprise for everybody. I did some digging. I don't know if you have a guess. If you have the no. if you if you had the movie clear enough in your head to make a guess. No. Okay. I wouldn't have if I didn't read this article, but somebody guessed, it's not confirmed, but somebody guessed when they're in the subway and uh Joe Hey, watch where you're going, pal. That guy? Yep. They screen. I could see it. They screen grab that moment, and the guy she ran into looks like John yep. Ratzenberger, big guy, beard. <sighs> that's suppose. That's what this one guess is. But again, it's not confirmed. But that's honestly the best guess that I could think of since I just watched the movie like three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that scene, one of the funniest parts of that scene is the slushy. Oh, I wrote I wrote in my my notes all, in all capital letters. Ah, eight slushy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had such post COVID cringe from that. Just like I was like, oh, that's gross. Even before we knew about it this year, dude, I get nostalgic whenever I see New York in a movie. Like not as like a pining to like run back, but I just this movie specifically just because it was animated made it even worse because they did such a good job at. I, at making New York look, look as authentic as possible. Like, I, I don't know if you noticed. Listeners, just so you, just so you know, with before Dan even starts what he's about to say, he wants to suck the Statue of Liberty's toes. No, no, ooh, no. I, I'm good. The, uh, <laughs> but no, it was funny. I just, it, a personal thing, but like when they were like 14th and 7th, like my office was three streets away from there. And uh, I, so I just thought that was funny, but that I loved I, uh, the thing that I thought was funny is I heard, actually heard a review of this today on Lights Camera Barstool, and uh, one of the guys I think it was Coley, uh, he was special guest for that episode, and they was talking about like every Pixar movie is hey look at this technology that we nailed, and they were like what was the technology this time, and he's like I think it's just they figured out how to animate New York, dude. But the thing finally the thing is though is that I don't know how closely you notice this versus me, but when it's in the before life or i forgot what they called it when it when it's in the before it's so animated the, the... no ew god no when when they're there it's just very bright it's very well animated it's it's all these blue and purples the um the uh the the human-esque like the form that they take that's not human but it's a form that our minds could handle looking at the combination of or the intersection of all the quantum realms uh it's a very otherworldly kind of look but then when it goes to new york there were a couple shots that legit looked like a photograph they were so damn detailed like um when terry showed up in the in the hospital bed that was empty I swear to God, that looked like a hospital bed. It did not look animated to me. It was so detailed in the color and the shading. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I wouldn't attribute that to this movie because Toy Story 3 was the one that to me was like, they nailed photorealistic CGI. Oh, no, I wasn't saying that this is the one that oh. did it. I'm just saying that the the, the, the the technology that they've had for, I mean, a minute now. Because, yeah, the toy, the, the, the detail in the... And the the um the surfaces of the toys looking different. Like I mean that And I I I will say something too, since we're talking about Toy Story for a second. Um I tried to catch 
the extended universe connection in this movie, and I didn't see it. It was in the Room of Things. There was a lot of Pixar references in the Room of Things. Was there? What were they? Um, I was looking at a list of them. I think I copied a couple of them. If I remember right, the... No, I didn't copy them. Okay, the from what I can remember, the uh, the pizza car was in there. Um, the ball from that old short was the table legs to the table next to 22's uh, box. Um, in the room of things, he was watching uh, one uh, one of the Pixar shorts. I don't remember which one. Um, they. P. Sherman 42 Wally B. Way was abbreviated in the hospital room that they ran into hiding from the nurse. Hmm. Um, there was, I mean, there's, there's a dude, we could spend another hour. Like if I pulled up that list, I could spend an hour just reading. Cause it, it happens every Pixar movie. I must not be very observant. Oh no. Um, I, okay. Th- full disclosure. I didn't see any of those offhand because so many of them are blink and miss it. I just read them in show prep. <laughs> huh. Oh, there was a dumpster. There was a dump or not dumpster. (laughs) There was a dump truck for uh, Andy's bully's job in the third Toy Story. There was a dump truck in somewhere Mm. in the movie too. What would you or who would you cast Nicolas Cage to be in this movie and why? Jerry, because he is that is like that otherworldly level is where Nicolas Cage needs to be. Yeah. It's got to. That's my. That's my same pick. It's got to be Jerry. Not, thing- not Terry. Not the accountant. It's got to be Jerry. Yeah. yeah. And sp- speaking of Terry, the accountant, one of the funniest jokes that is a very blink and you miss it one is the one where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you a second chance at life." Well, how'd you how'd you get Terry to sign off on it? Like, oh, we we talked to him and he signed off on it. And it's just look over there. What? Like <laughs> that was so funny. They fudged <laughs> the numbers a little bit. <laughs> I love that. I, I I like too when it was just like, so, uh, Terry, or yeah, so Terry, because of your ability to keep track of the numbers, we will get. We are awarding you this trophy that you that asked you us to give. On. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that character. It didn't really. There wasn't really much for Terry to do. Like, technically, he was the villain, but I mean, like, if they. I don't know. Maybe if they added just, more Terry, it would have just been worse. Keep, just keep Kathleen Kennedy away from this movie because then she'd be like, we need an expanded universe thing where we explore his history. It's like, no. No, no. God, no. Just let this be its own thing. It was perf- It was perfect the way it was. To, to wrap this up, Soul is one of the best movies from 2020. It was amazing. Surprisingly, didn't make me weep like a couple other Pixar films did, but... I didn't. Yeah, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I didn't tell you this. I actually teared up more on the second viewing than I did the first viewing. Like, I actually did get a little more emotional watching it the second time. But mm. it's 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 so it's so good, guys. It's you don't have to pay thirty bucks on Disney Plus. Uh, we forgot to say that on the top. You can literally watch it right now. You can stop I listening rather, to us. I would and, rather pay to see this movie than Mulan. Oh God. Oh my God. If we had to pay you thirty bucks for this, I would have felt way less bad about it than Mulan. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least in the back of our mind, we would have knew we would have known there was like a seventy five percent chance it was going to be worth it, given Pixar's track record. Yeah, given that Mulan's more like Mulan. That movie sucks. The likelihood of this being Cars three versus like Toy Story like definitely leans in the favor of Toy Story. So I would have definitely gambled on the thirty bucks. <laughs>
but yeah, I I don't really have anything else to talk about um, without really repeating myself or just like going all like fangirl on this. Yeah. All right, word. Well, that is all we got for our thoughts on Soul. We are going to take a very brief break, and then we will remind you what our second review of 2021 will be. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, that is it for our first review of the week. It was awesome to finally get to watch Soul. And for our next movie, it's a trip into the time machine per usual. Uh, we'll let Nick tell you about that after I thank Isla Marfin a Fugue because I almost forgot to thank Isla, which I... There we go. <laughs> thank you, Isla Marfin a Fugue, for the bumper music in between the segments. I promise I'm going to try to not forget that anymore, even though I've been doing that very much lately. Uh, <laughs> Do you smell toast? <laughs> uh, like I was saying, Nick, we have a trip into the time machine next week. Or for the next episode. Sorry. Uh, the next episode, Nick, where are we going? We're going to see what happens if you have an erection longer than four hours in time. <laughs> You're really proud of that joke, aren't you? <laughs> That's why I ducked away from the camera. <laughs> That's from 1988. It's Bruce Willis. It's Alan Rickman. It's the ultimate Christmas movie, possibly. We're going to answer that question on the next episode. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take, kid. God. Thanks for the extra censor. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and... Uh, give you guys a little bit of a spoiler for the next one too just in case for some reason you don't want to listen to our announcement in die hard next week <laughs> next week after die hard it is a fan request episode uh i just can't keep it brought to us by the fans yes all four of them <laughs> <laughs> way to not even try to pretend we have more listeners <laughs> I saw I saw an anchor that our estimated listening audience actually did grow recently. Yes, let's not put that out there because nobody needs to know. <laughs> the uh, no, it is a fan request episode. Uh, we've had enough requests come in that uh, we are just you know you asked for it, we're gonna give it to you. Uh, just like uh, DMX X gonna give it to you. We are gonna do Fat Man. Jesus Christ, you're <laughs> proud of that one, aren't you? <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not even a dad, and I'm doing the worst dad joke imaginable. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching a lot of uh, Bob's Burgers lately, and I gotta say, that's a Bob Belcher one. <laughs> uh, all right, anyway, next week, uh, we're gonna do uh, Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson. It's basically... It is not a documentary about me. <laughs> It's basically Rambo, but if Rambo was Santa Claus, that's the way Monty pitched it to us, and that's the way the trailer pitched it to us. So, Monty, we're doing it next week, finally. Uh, also, I gotta, I gotta comment something, Monty. I'm positive you're listening to this, uh, and by positive, I don't know. And what I'm getting at is, you've had, you had such a great run of profile pictures. I feel like your current profile picture is not up to snuff. 
Ooh. with the funny with the funniness that has been your profile picture. So if you could fix that. Ooh. Thang, I'm joking, by the way. It's your profile picture. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah, and if you can get him that TPS report uh, by the end of the day, too, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could also uh, raffle off your $600 stimulus check for $20 a spot at 50 spots... <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference to something dan and i were talking about before we started recording i ran i ran out of ideas for what we were gonna say uh, uh the second like, uh well abort pick something you think's funny well the second movie uh the beasts of war this was recommended to us uh by thank god you remembered it i couldn't remember the title i was like uh dead people movie it's uh it's a war movie that was recommended to us by a fellow nick it is going to be a trip into the time machine to 19 it looked Oops, sorry. It looks pretty intense, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's a trip in the time machine to 1988. A Soviet tank and its wearing crew become separated from their patrol, lost in an Afghan valley with a group of vengeance-sinking rebels on their tracks. I'm down. I'm so down to watch this. Uh, it's it, like Fury. A little bit, yeah. It kind. I kind of got Fury, uh, Fury vibes, uh, kind of off this. But, uh, but thank you, Nick, for recommending this. Uh, that will be our second movie, our trip into the time machine, technically. And Fat Man is also technically a new release. Uh, that is going to be a rental. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere for free right now. But yeah, I I didn't want to keep the cat out. I wanted to get the cat out of the bag. I'm too excited for next week. Uh, but Dan has panty pudding. <laughs> uh, but that will be next week. Uh, we still have Die Hard coming out this Thursday. That will be first. Uh, but yeah, just just in case you didn't catch it in Die Hard. Next week is going to be a fan episode with Fat Man and the Beasts of War. Nick, tell everybody where they can reach out to us with their own fan requests. Facebook. And? <laughs> Facebook is uh, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram is Brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema. As well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Uh, make sure that you send us movie ideas like Nick, Nikki, and uh, Monty. Uh, make sure you're sending us time machines or new releases you want us to do, whether they are in streaming or they are in theaters or streaming, or send us uh, countdowns to do topics to discuss or movie trailers to review. Uh, also, make sure whatever platform you listen to us on, uh, leave us a, the highest rating you can. I just checked; we don't have anything new, so I don't have to stall this time. Um, yeah, do that things. <laughs> do that things. Yeah, that that. Do- do that things coming from the same guy that says has to he needs to have sex with a woman or he has to sex a woman to pregnancy. Yeah, <laughs> just like that famous Tom Hanks movie, uh, that things you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will always be never heard of it. We will always be here in your ears uh, for the new year. In uh, I almost said iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms. Shout out to you, Ireland. You are the country outside of the United States that listens to us the most. So step up your game. Everybody All else. Two of you. <laughs> that was 2%. I, <laughs> two people. <laughs> <laughs> Our current listenership. It's not that different. <laughs> I'm joking. Ireland, you kick ass. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are awesome. Uh, you really stand out. So step up your game. Everybody else. Argentina. No. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> All, all Ford listeners, we love you guys. Uh, uh, thank you for riding out 2020 with us. Hopefully, we gave you a couple laps along the way. Here's to 
Uh, this is technically our New Year's, uh, or no, not our New Year's episode. We're recording this uh, before New Year's. So uh, for us, Nick, since I got yeah. you on camera. T- tomorrow, tomorrow's uh, Brownie Points is the one that is the New Year's Eve. Ta-ta there, 2020 episode. Yeah, uh, but we're recording it now. So, I mean, I mean, for us in our time, obviously, you're listening to it later. Cheers. Happy New Year tomorrow, Nick. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we... Hopefully you survive the uh, survive the night. So <laughs> there's packs of wild bears that are just like roaming cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, all all joking aside, though, hopefully we turn things around here pretty quick. Just keep doing your thing. Uh, wear your masks. Wash your hands. Just give a damn about each other. And 2021 keep will be feathering better. it. Yep, it, all that in 2021 will be better, guys. Uh, I'm uh, another resolution. I'm trying to be a little less preachy at the end. So. We've been going on. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> We've been going on. <laughs> We've been going. Do I have on... your permission if you get a little too preachy to start shouting that during outros? Sure, I'll I'll get a soundboard. I'll get a soundboard that we can share, and you just hit it. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> burning, burning, <laughs> blindness. <laughs> hey, get your hose. No! <laughs> oh man that is all we got for you guys i'm going a little long on this episode so have a great have a great 2021 guys hopefully your new years and your holidays are safe we'll catch you on thursday with die hard we'll see you then we're going into 2021 and with 2020 coming to an end everyone talks about how terrible of a year 2020 was and what i think people aren't remembering is yes Oh, actually, okay, here's my note. I got a plan. You can't just leave me hanging like that. (laughs) My exact note is, I got a plan. He has to sex a woman to pregnancy and hope Soul 22 winds up in that baby. (laughs) Hold on, I just want to make sure the call didn't lag hard. Did you actually write, he has to sex a woman? (laughs) I wrote word for word, he has to sex a woman to pregnancy. (laughs) 